1: The Cashless Society returns and been away for two and a half weeks in a place where they'll willingly take both of you. I think I saw one pub, or was it two pubs, two small, tiny, uh, one was a Scottish place, other was an English place, neither of them sort of enticed me in anyway, they said they wouldn't take card, uh, only cash. Uh, and then uh, most, pretty much everywhere took both card and cash and I paid a lot of cash, and I used a lot of card. I used my phone a lot. I just felt easy about it. I just made a choice: what am I going to pay for my lunch here with cash, with card, whatever? The National Ploughing Championships is the latest major event to be in, ensconced in a row over cashless society. Now they've rolled back a little bit. On originally, they weren't going to take any cash at the stalls going in or at the doors of the gates. Going into the National Ploughing Championship. Not too sure what's happening inside with various stalls and stands and things where you can buy stuff. But Jackie Flannery from the Irish Rural Association. Um, Jackie, they have rolled back a bit initially on taking cash at the stalls. Is that enough for you? Good morning.
2: Good morning PJ and your listeners and thanks for having us on. Um, I suppose the whole debate really uh, on this occasion in relation to the Ploughing Championship what really came came from uh, Cork County Council itself and Councillor Frank Roach bringing up the issue um, uh, the independent councillor yeah. bringing up the issue at, at Cork because he was getting that information and Cork County Council basically uh, agreed to write to the National Ploughing Association requesting that. So if you go into the, the, the Ploughing Championship Championship uh, site, you will actually see how you can actually book your tickets. So, if you want to go to the ploughing championship on any day, and you look, farming, been farming, there could be a cow cabin, the stylish could be going on, anything can be going on. But if you book your ticket, let's just say for the Thursday, mm-hmm. you will have to print off your ticket or screen screenshot the barcode or whatever, uh, and the p- tickets purchased are, are non refundable. So following the, the, the Clark County Council um, letter going to the Ploughing Championship we were getting several several questions, several queries in relation to the whole cash system and I'd like to maybe bring that on a little bit further when we're, we're sort of getting through this. Please, so please. we decided actually to ring the Ploughing uh, Championships uh, and we rang them on the 8th and um, we, we basically asked them what the procedure was and we were kind of told that due to the health and safety and, and they were working with Leash County Council that uh they have been advised that there will be an option to pay cash at the gate, but you cannot be guaranteed entry because it may be sold out. And uh, further seeking clarification that we asked, uh, you know, is it all gates or one gate? So it will not be all gates. It will be one gate that will be handling cash. And that will be a gate that will be highlighted as a cash payment area. But basically, people arrive at their own risk. Oh, so breaky. we talked about... Yeah, so we talked about we talked about the fact about the pre booking and the cards and that it doesn't suit people, quite a lot of people in rural areas. I don't have a card myself. I don't want to have a card myself because, I, like I said, I'll go to that in a few minutes. But the the lady I was speaking to now, very nice and very helpful, you know, came up with the, the scenario that the ticket department are great and what they can do to facilitate people like that is if they ring up, they can get their tickets, send on a cheque or money order for payment and the girls can post the tickets out to them. Um, but at the end of the day, this whole cashless thing is still... It's still not good enough. And again, moving moving forward uh, in relation to the whole digitalization, that's only one part. I mean, with the help of God, a lot of us will be heading for Tullamore on Sunday. There's no issues there. Mm. You know, there's a lot of issues, as you mentioned there, when you were on your holidays. People want... A, an option. They want cash. They want to be able to use cash in their businesses to provide their services. They want it in their pockets. And indeed, again, yeah, one of your own independent TDs in Cork, who is a member of the Rural Independence, last March brought a, f- a motion forward in the Dáil to protect the cash as legal tender, and that was Michael Collins. That's right. Yeah. Um, now, now that was passed unopposed. But basically, what we're looking at here in in the bigger picture. Irish banks and financial institutions are leading this agenda towards a capitalist society. And the sad part about it is, it's government policy and they're supporting it. Uh, You know, they're supporting the objective of the banks. Well, well,
1: well, Michael McGrath, Minister for Finance, recently, I don't have the clip to Mm. hand now, but I did play it a couple of times. He was recently interviewed by Katie O'Keefe from the newsroom here, and she put it to him because, if if you know this, Jackie, in Italy now, they must... Take, offer the option of cash up to a certain transaction level. And Minister mm-hmm. McGrath was, seemed to be in the clip we played. I don't have it to hand just now, but he, he seemed very positively disposed to, if, if, if it becomes necessary to legislate for the taking of cash, he will do that.
2: Mm-hmm. And it has to be, in our opinion, and that's the that's the feelings that we're getting from people that we're communicating with through our social media, through meeting and greeting people, is that there has to be a dual option. Mm. You have to be able to use cash in this country because, <clears throat> as I said, people, people in, and particularly in rural Ireland, you know, they talk about being digital. We don't have an adequate broadband service. We don't have everybody that has the plastic card, be it a debit card, be it a credit card, be it whatever. And at the end of the day, you know, this whole area from a cashless society in the digital age is coming from the European Commission. And these rules are, are there. What they're suggesting is that these rules are there that will further improve consumer protection and competition in electronic payments. And it will empower consumers to share their data in a secure way yeah. and that they can get a wider range and better, cheaper financial products and services. But what we're seeing on the other hand is that it will be closing our banks, that you will actually be, as we know at the moment, um, you go into banks and you're using a machine to withdraw, you're using a machine to to, uh, get a bank statement, you're using a machine to lodge. But again, if you look at the bigger picture in the EU, electronic payments in the moment have been constantly growing and that reached $240 in value in 2021, uh-huh. and that has risen from 184.2 trillion in 2017. So who is actually going to make the money here? Okay. It's the banks. Can I explore? I have something a very with, very short.
1: Can I explore something with you for a second? You, you mentioned to me a, a minute or two ago that you said yourself you don't have a card and and you have no no desire for for a card. Now I'm not going to ask you your age, Jackie, unless you want to tell me. But but like. Why don't you want a card?
2: Well, I will tell you why I don't want a card, PJ. Because I don't feel safe. Because, sadly, I did have a card. Because I had a business for years. And it was handy in the sense of of paying my my, uh, expenses and stuff like that. But I actually had the experience of having my account hacked. And I lost thousands. Mm -hmm. Now, the other sad part... and and people aren't aware of it, according to Merchant's uh, machine, is that Ireland is top of the list for credit card fraud in this country, Mm -hmm. in in Europe. Out of of the the research they've done in 19 countries, um, the highest amount of money, let's just look at the figures again, A 1,000 cards, they're losing 5,145 euros every month. Right. So break that down a little bit further. So 88 people out of every thousand inhabitants become the victims of credit card fraud, which is the highest amount compared with the other countries on on the list, which means for every 1,000 inhabitants, almost 8,000 is stolen by fraudsters. That is why I don't want a card, because I don't feel safe. That is one thing. It is also discriminatory to actually shove myself or anybody else who wishes to continue to use cash in my life uh, to 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 have to do this and it seems to be a situation that we are being again dictated by europe and people have to take stand to actually fight this i mean we are becoming a minority society in the sense of what is happening in europe in in my opinion mm. because everything is coming from europe our meps are there and 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 again this is this is what brought it up and, and we shared our post from um one of the MEPs, where he said basically that, that, you know, we have to have the option of cash until legislation is put in place. But what they haven't done is come back to the people of Ireland, the rural people of Ireland. Yes, the young people will tap and go. Mm. But as this digitalisation, PJ, will happen, there will be more and more charges coming on every time they tap. So somewhere along the lines, you will be averaging out depending on your taps, 500, 600 euros a year for your tap. Yeah, there there was a tap tap tax. There
1: was was talk of a tap tax. I remember there was talk of a
0: tap
2: tax. You can be sure there will be a tap tax. And not alone that, as I said, you know, what happens if you have a network problem or a network outage? I was somewhere
1: recently, Jackie. I was at an event recently, and I won't mention the event for fear of embarrassing not the (laughs) organisers, but the very nice people who were there. Yes. I was at an event And I went to buy a pint, and I took out my phone to pay, and the flipping system had gone down. And I said, that's all right. I said, I have cash. No, we can't actually take cash. But I said, the system's down. "Yeah, Yeah. What you can do is, there's another bar down the end.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. plushcarecom slash weight loss
1: and you can use yeah. your phone down there. I said, "What do?" No, they sorted it. It was fine. But the, there's the thing it the, the system went down, the computer went down, the, the, wi- the Wi-Fi spot went. And the reason I was asking about the Ploughing Championship was, I don't know what's happening inside. I don't know whether you do, but if inside no. is cashless, like the food tents and the bars and and the places where you might buy a service like if that goes down if the network goes down at the plowing championships trade will stop
2: of course trade will stop and it will be pandemonium and maybe it will be a learning exercise for these people because when we put up the, this piece of information on our post, on our page, it's a lot of negative comments that's coming forward and it's coming forward from the people of rural Ireland, it's coming forward from, from the farmers and the agricultural society and they're basically saying if this is the case and they're going to be strong-minded about it and just want to keep the, the cards only and pre-booking only, then we're going to stay at home. Yeah. Let, them, let them have a lesson. And it will be, I, I think it will be a test case to see how events are going to happen around Ireland. Okay. And look, we have the same thing in, in the GAA circles. Again, yeah. many, many men and women that, that, that go to matches and are loyal to their respective counties, you know, have to do this. But we have to remember, they don't have the facilities. So they are being discriminated against. Yeah. anyone you have to it's it's essential and people are going to have to get up and actually take their heads out of the sand get informed as to what's happening and that's what Irish rural association is about we're there to lobby we're there to disseminate um, all of the information for people
1: i see where the farmers and it's Ger- just not acceptable the farmers journal is reporting today that there would be big support for a farmers based New political party, farmers based. Uh, there's a survey in the Farmers Journal. I don't, I don't have the details of it, but it's very positively disposed towards a new party. What do you think?
2: Uh, I think yes. I think w- w- whether it's, it's. I would actually go on further, and I would say rural based. Because we see, if you look at, at Doll Air at the moment, you can see the rural TDs that are standing up in the doll and speaking. You can see the likes, again, of, of your own TDs in the Rural Independents, the Matty McGraths, the, the, the Danny Healy Rays, the Michael Healy Rays, the, the Claire Nolans, the Richard O'Donohue's and Michael Collins. You can also see the man from a scholar, Roscommon, Michael Fitzmaurice. You can see those people that are standing up. And it's only a small few. And they have to be getting frustrated. And they are getting frustrated because they're not getting support in the Dáil. Are you, and talking I little,
1: are you naming the out talking. these people who might be the people to start a party you suggesting, Jackie?
2: Well, seemingly, I mean, what we're looking at in the media situation is we know that, that the rural independence, there are three independent groups in Dáil. Yes. There's the regional independent group, there's the rural independent group, and there's the independent group. So, we already know that the rural independents are are negotiating and talking to people. We also already know that Michael Fitzmaurice has clearly put it out there that he's looking for people to run as independents. And and now we're looking yeah. at, at, at the, the, the poll in the, in the Farmers Journal. Yeah, but that, Journal. That,
1: that's a bunch of independents running sort of under an umbrella. In, in Holland, in the Netherlands, they've actually formed a party. They've brought all these people together under one umbrella and they've run as a party.
2: Yes, um and that is going to take an awful lot of negotiating and an awful lot of work to bring people all on a like minded um a like minded agenda. But rural TDs are definitely more people are needed from a rural side of things and I mean the word rural independence as, yeah. as they are independent of, of any political party. There is a massive need there because we can see that from a point of view as as a lobby group that when you go to dollar Éireann or if you want to get something into, let's just say, the Joint Ag Committee or any of the other committees that may be there. Now, we're very, very lucky and we're very, very thankful that we can actually get our stuff in there. But you can actually see the frustration of these few rural TDs that are bringing up rural issues, that are bringing up farming issues. And when it comes to the crunch, and even going back to the rural independence motion there to protect the protection of cash as legal tenor, that was passed unopposed. Thanks be to God, it was passed unopposed. But there's a lot of work to be done to that to actually get it to the next stage. But the, the government whip, the government whip is what's ruining uh, our political system in house. Yeah. Because. While you have your, your TDs coming down to their constituencies and they're meeting Mary Cage in their constituency office and Paddy Joe on the various issues, whether it's urban or rural and they're saying, Oh yeah, 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 we can do that, I can sort that out for you and you know, whether it's an agricultural issue or a housing issue or a health issue, but yet if something comes up in Dal Aaron, they have to vote with the government whip. And that is where the serious problem is. But well, you know
1: what I'm saying? I'm a political nerd, which is, and I'll be wrapped to the knuckles here for going down this road, but still, a fellow who does that, right, who's a member of a party, let's not mention any party at all, but he comes down to his constituency clinic at the weekend and he says to you, ah, yes, Jackie, I'll take care of that. Or consider it done, Ben, consider it done by. And he goes up then, mm-hmm. and he says, "I have a load of constituents, and we're not. Vo- I'm not voting for that. Oh, yes, you are, by. No, I'm not voting for Oh, yes, you are, by. Like that. Yeah. Vo- that system means that he's sitting in his clinic on a Saturday morning, lying to you because he knows he Correct. can't do it.
2: Correct." Correct. And that is the big issue. And I think that is why people of this country are so aggravated, so annoyed, frustrated, because that is what they're seeing. They're seeing their, their TDs doing that Saturday morning or their constituency work saying everything will be OK. Uh, yeah, go to the doll and vote with the the respective parties. But the the point that these guys and girls are going to have to remember is they're going to have to face the people in the not too distant future. Yes. And I think that is going to be a very interesting situation. I think I think we're going to have we'll probably have um, I don't know. We'll probably have the, the um council elections first unless we're, we're we're hearing, local rumblings. And European we're hearing rumblings.
1: May May twenty twenty four is local and European.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so unless we have a general election before that, we will see a very interesting scenario at local elections to see what's going to happen and who's going to stand.
1: And I think that the rural, our rural brethren are only, are only... Their mouths are watering at the prospect of it. So what's happened... to, to Come back to where we started, Jackie. What's happened with the ploughing is that they have rolled back a bit for some health and safety reason. There will be a cash gate but there's no guarantee if you walk up with your cash that you'll actually get in.
2: Correct. That, that is what, that's what basically what they've said. There will, there will be an option to pay cash on the gate, but you cannot be guaranteed entry as it may be sold out. And if if it's at the cash gate, the gate will be handling cash, will be highlighted, but people are arriving at their own risk. And that is what, as I said, I have been told by a member of the, 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 the team on the 8th of the 8th, So you've Um, driven up from your
1: farm in deepest wet cork, you've driven up from your little farm, you've made all these provisions for the day, you couldn't book a a ticket because you didn't know whether you'd get cover or availability or whatever, you get into your little car at half six in the morning, you drive up, you go to all that trouble and you get to the gate, uh, sorry.
2: That is is the possibility. That is the possibility. All
1: right. Jackie, good talking to you. Thanks very much. That is uh, Jackie Flannery from the Irish Rural Association. We covered a lot of ground there. We covered an awful lot of ground. But again, it comes back to the whole argument about a cashless society. Courts 96 FM.